welcome to the Plan Simple Meals podcast. I am your host, Mia Moran. Moms have the power to change the future, one meal at a time. The Plan Simple Meals podcast is for busy moms who want to create a healthier, happier home. Listen in for informative conversations and valuable strategies to make meals healthy, meaningful, and fun. Let's do this. Hey, you guys, welcome to this episode of the Plan Simple Meals podcast. It is feeling really noisy in my world today, so I'm hoping that that doesn't get picked up on this recording. If it does, I apologize in advance, but we got to do what we got to do. And one of the strategies that I learned years ago, but oddly enough, almost everyone I've interviewed in this series of work-life balance has mimicked is this notion of batching. And our guest today actually as well talks about this concept of batching together like activities. So right now I am batching recording a bunch of intros and endings to podcasts because as you know, you're getting a bunch right in a row and I want to make sure that I'm on top of that and don't get behind. And the way I do that is by batching. It makes it way more efficient. It makes me do a better job. And why, why wouldn't I do it that way? And it's something actually that I really find helps in the kitchen because if I don't batch activities in the kitchen, I feel like I'm in there all day. And I know that I teach a lot about food, but as I have shared before, I don't actually love cooking. I just love feeling good. So I don't want to be in the kitchen all day. I want to be out with my kids. I want to be exercising. I want to be doing my work. I want There's so many things that I want to do, and being in the kitchen all day is not one of my dreams. So I batch. So that was a little aside that I'm sharing with you in the intro to this podcast. Today on the episode, I have Patty Lennon. I alluded yesterday that in this series of work-life balance, I am interviewing a bunch of people who I would consider teachers and mentors in my life. Patty is no exception. Um, She is an amazing woman. She's helped me in a bunch of my ventures. And I think our relationship started when I first met her at a local event. And I don't know, I was just drawn to her. Um... She was a coach of somebody's event I was going to, and she had just written a book about crowdfunding, and I was secretly obsessed with this concept. I just thought it sounded so cool that something would spread by word of mouth and that you would test out a market by crowdfunding something, and that's actually how I launched my book, and she was a huge help in that, and you'll see that there's something else coming up soon. So I'm thinking about her a lot right now. So I just, I I love her energy. I love her clarity. I love how she's also connected to the spiritual world, which actually that is true of pretty much a lot of the people I've been interviewing lately. So you've heard that in their words. Um, And how that connects to the idea of calendar I think is so fascinating. So I'm going to get to her actual credentials and bio in one sec. Actually, it's not really credentials. It's going to be pretty short and sweet. But before I do that, I have two announcements that you're going to start to feel like you're getting your head hit with a hammer. But I want to make sure everyone who listens to the podcast and specifically is 
liking this talk about work-life balance, that this really resonates with you, that you want to balance your work, your life, your food. You want that all to feel in the flow. Um, I am launching the Flow Planner, and this is a place where on paper you can balance your food, your life, your work, and quiet time as well. That's the O. It stands for um. And if you go to theflowplanner.com, you can get on the list. You'll be the first to know. The first people who want to get their copy, it's going to be, it's a beautiful book, kind of like a moleskin Um hard copy. It's for 90 days at a time. It's that thing that you're going to carry around with you in your bag, and it's just going to help you create new habits, create the happy life that you want, really feel balanced. It's some combo, but it is a planner. It is like your calendar, but it also has some journal qualities to it, and I think you're going to love it. I've been using this concept for the past couple of years. It's made a huge difference in my life, and I hope it makes a huge difference in tens of thousands of other families this September and October. So that is my thing about the Flow Planner. Go to theflowplanner.com and get on that list. And number two is if there's still time to enter the giveaway. So I have this amazing back-to-school self-care giveaway for moms. It includes courses, books, a gift certificate to anthropology to get your favorite outfit. It includes tools that you might use to pack better lunches for your kids. It includes meal plans. It includes actual food that could be delivered to your doorstep. It's kind of amazing, but it's supposed to be just like a goodie bag of all these things that might make your life a little easier, a little healthier, and a little happier. So please go enter and as you can maybe tell by my tone, I'm trying to spread my wings right, wide right now. I really want this planner to get in as many hands as possible, and the giveaway and signing up for the planner both help me do that. So please sign up. Please invite your friends. Share it. I don't know a mom out there who doesn't want more balance in their life, so I know you know a few people who might be able to use this, so send it along to them. All right, Patty Lennon. Patty Lennon is an intuitive entrepreneur coach for women, and her mission is to ensure purpose-driven entrepreneurs how to grow their business in a way that feels in alignment with their soul. She is also a mom of two kids, which plays a really important part in her work, and I'm thinking in this podcast because I think we can all learn from her about how she really honors the time that she's both doing her work and then with her family and also actually on her self-care. So there's a lot to take from Patty Lennon. So with no further ado, let's get her on the show. Hello, Patty Lennon. Welcome to this episode of the Plan Simple Meals podcast. You can't believe how excited I am to have you here. I am so excited to be here. So Yay. we're in the same boat. Yay. So, oh my gosh, I have so, so many questions for you. But before we dive in, let's go back a little bit. So tell us, first of all, who you're the mom of. I am the mom of Matthew and Katie. They are just turning or just turned 10 and 12. Got it. Cool. So you're a busy mom in, in the midst of it all. Is that, yes. Is, so middle, you'll be in middle school with at least one. 
right? Yeah. They're both they? it. They're both yeah. middle school. No. In um in Connecticut, where I am, middle school or the town I'm in, middle school starts in fifth grade. So the 10-year-old is going into middle school. The other one's been in middle school. Got it. Got it. I always laugh when I like am watching when I don't really laugh, but I remember fondly the time of like running around and parenting being such a physical activity. And now I'm just like, it's quite mental. <laughs> There's so many things to keep in our heads. No <laughs> joke. These little guys. Yes. Um, all right. So... You are just this amazing person, I feel like, around balance. So I know that we have so much to learn from you today, um, and I'm hoping that you'll uncover a little bit how you got here. So you have this amazing knack for work, really, I feel like, balancing your work and your home life so beautifully. So have you always done this? Like, has this always been a gift of yours, or is this something that you sort of learned how to do or eased into or got to because it wasn't so hot at one point. (laughs) (laughs) Well, first of all, thank you for that compliment. Um, and you know, my, the way that I teach anything is I, I feel, um, I was put on the planet to do it the hardest way possible, (laughs) figure it out and then teach it. And actually I just, um, got my human design chart done and I won't go into explaining what that is, but it, any of you human design fans out there, that's exactly my profile. I'm a, a martyr heretic. So like basically my whole life is about like doing crap the hard way and then teaching it in a way it's never been taught before and taking a lot of criticism for it. So <laughs> got um, it. yeah, so definitely not the way I always was. Um, you know, I think the place I got that I'm in now, what what you perceive as balance, which I think I just perceive as a lot of self-forgiveness, mm-hmm. which I think is really the key, is getting to a point where you can forgive yourself really quickly um, for your things that are out of balance. Um, came from like a really dark moment when my kids were little and um, my daughter was six months and my son was two. And I was holding my daughter, rocking her to sleep, and um, she jerked in as I was holding her. And she was a very peaceful baby, and I thought that was odd because I had she doesn't move like that. My son, who was two, like from the time he was born, was colicky and always moving like that. But she was always very still and and peaceful. And when I looked closer to see why that was. Um, she had water on her face and I was like, that's so weird. And I thought, do we have a leak? And I looked up and we didn't. And it was in that moment I realized I was crying Mm. and I was so disconnected from my body and myself that I didn't even realize that I was crying. Um, and that took me on a journey both in the moment and then over the next two years of figuring out that, um, you know, there was a, there was a lot that I wasn't happy with. And um, in that moment, realizing that I wasn't happy, I said, you deserve so much better than this. And there is a voice that has guided me um, through most of my life. And it's only showed up, you know, at very critical times. And the voice said, then become the person she deserves. Hmm. And, you know, that took me on the journey that I got to today where I I think I really do have a, a, 
a much lovelier balance than I did back then. <laughs> well, and, and uh, you know, I use balance loosely because we'll dive into really what that means, I'm sure, throughout this episode because I don't know that I really believe in it as maybe some of us perceive the meaning of that. But yeah. Um, so at that point, were you still in corporate America when you, you had your kids when they were little? Yep. Had your, yes, oh, you were. Mm-hmm. I was still in corporate and um, I was uh, close to 20 pounds overweight and um, I was drinking wine probably four or five nights a week mm-hmm. and eating a lot of chocolate. Um, <laughs> by, by the way, that's not the only period of time that that happened in, yes. but that seems to be pretty indicative of my lows. Yep. So. I love that. I love that. I love that you know that it's indicative. That's cool. Yeah, chocolate is chocolate is definitely something that I go in and out of for sure. That is my my thing I've never fully given up. So I hear you on that one. So, okay, so you so at some point though, you got out of corporate America and you became a coach, which is awesome. And I think the part of me that really relates um or really thinks of you as someone with great balances because pretty much in 20 hours a week, you're earning a salary that you're happy with. Is, is that true? Yes. Yeah. So let's, let's go there a little bit. Like what are s- some of the things? And, and I think that, I think there's so much out there right now about, you know, how we should work less, you know, so that we can do all these other things more and, I think the same thing is thrown around all the time with food. Like it shouldn't take any time to have to deal with food. And, you know, so, so I think the thing that I've come to understand through you, because I have paid a lot of attention to what you put out in the world is that it's more about how on purpose we are with our time. And, and I think that's like just that clarity of like what we're actually doing and that this gift you have to sort of separate what actually is work from what isn't work, <laughs> which I think is where a lot of us mess up. Would you say that's true? Um, well, you know, I would never say mess up, but I, mess think up, it's, yes. I think it's the disconnect that ends up causing us to get into a place where even when we've quote unquote done everything right, we yep. still don't feel satisfied. Right, exactly. And so what are some of the things that that you've found really take up our time in a very unconscious way? As busy moms. Um, res- uh, w- well, email, you know, for me, that's a big one. But yes. depending on your lifestyle, that may or may not be the thing. But these portals of communication that are technology-based mm-hmm. that, you know, leave a lot of room for other people's agendas to take over our day. And by that, I mean anytime someone sends you something, an email, a text, um a Facebook message, everyone that posts on Facebook, that's their agenda. And so you choosing to respond to it, well, the consciousness that you're choosing to respond to it is so important to get your time back because a lot of times we feel this compelling need to just respond either out of being the good girl or the fear of missing out. And what we don't realize is our day gets filled up a lot with other people's agendas. And that is the number one thing that has to get eliminated for you to have that sense of whatever balance is. Yeah. And that's so, so important. And I think that can even happen. I feel like as a a parent and as a woman, 
that can happen in, in ways that don't even, I mean, it definitely happens in email and social media and all those things that involve technology. But I think it also can happen in conversation. Like when I think of the things I volunteered for at my kid's school, just out of obligation when it wasn't necessarily the right fit or those times I said yes to a meeting when really I wanted to be home with my family, you know, like all these things that we say yes to, because we feel bad if we did anything otherwise is, is crazy. Yes. Yes. So how do we, how do we shift out of that? Like, how do we, how do we start to know what it is that we're meant to say yes to or to spend our time on? Like, how do we get more clear on what our agenda is? That's a big question. <laughs> yeah, I think that's a really big, a quite big question. And it comes from like, where I think you first have to decide, like, where are you on your journey? So as a mother, there's other parts of you and either those parts are satisfied or they're unsatisfied. So I think you first have to decide, is your life full? So like in the instance of you and I, you're, you know, you've got a creative pursuit with your book and a lot of what you do um, allows you to be creative. And then you've got your business persona and then you've got your mom persona and then whatever else you've got going on, which I know is more than that. The same for me. So there really doesn't right now feel like there's any pieces of who I want to be that isn't at least being started or worked on. Yep. That wasn't always the case. So I think if you're in a position where there's parts of you that aren't are unrealized, you need to stop volunteering for everything and work on that first. Yep. Um, And just know it's not going to take you as long as you think it's going to take you. Yeah, I love that. And And I found for me, a lot of that happened when I was just willing to say no and stop and have like blank moments right like moments just to breathe or think Um, right because I find when we're in that stage where we're a little frustrated probably because the whole of you know our whole selves aren't being realized in some way we tend to add in more things because we think that will somehow fix whatever void we're feeling right or it and or it is a way of numbing right so you know that's a big thing I talk about like you can binge watch tv if you've just been working super hard and you kind of need the relief of someone else entertaining you, you know, doing that one, two, three times a year. I don't know. I don't think that's a big deal. But if you're sitting down in front of the television or volunteering or going on Facebook daily, you want to start looking and seeing, are you just trying to numb out that ache inside of you that if you just gave it some airtime would resolve itself because it would show itself. Yes. Um, yeah, I love that. And I, I'll never forget, actually, Talk TV. I was taking a um, class from, I think it was actually Pema Chodron's last class before she took a year off. She's a Buddhist nun for anyone who doesn't know who she is. And she was teaching this class live to a bunch of other, you know, Buddhist monks. And they were talking about how one of the things that gets in the way of their journey is Netflix. And I just remember hearing that. And like, that was like the last likely thing I I thought I would hear in this course. And I was like, oh my gosh, that's really funny. Like this problem really is everywhere. (laughs) And we really can numb this way. Yeah. And, and okay. So going back to your question, 
which I can't remember exactly how you phrased it, but I know what I wanted to share was, um, cause you were saying like, how do you, maybe like, how do you stop volunteering so much? Yeah. Um, or how do you figure out what it is that you should be volunteering for? And I put should in quotes, meaning what's in alignment. Um, you know, I think there's a knowledge that I acquired in this journey from that point where my, you know, I'm crying on my six month old to now where I realized that God, and I use the word God and you can use infinite intelligence or collective unconscious or whatever your word is. There is a connective force of love that connects the universe, that connects all human beings, that ensures that what is needed is delivered. And um, we grow up a lot of times, especially women, believing that we have to be that force if we see the problem. And just by seeing the problem, we must be the one to fix it. And what I think we have to tap into is that there'll be an inspiration an inspiration within us to fix it. So simply being a witness to a problem does not mean you are who God or spirit sent to fix it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like that. That's, that's really good. Really good to remember. Um, okay. So that was good. So, and then that got me like totally sidetracked of my questions, <laughs> but I love that. And it's interesting because one of the things that happened to me that I, when I realized that is that, you know, I had a lot of superpowers around, you know, design and whatnot, just from my career as my yeah. kids were going into school. And so I found myself always volunteering for those things at school. But of course, any of those things that involve that are things that would take me hours, like late at night to do. And they would take me away from my kids. And, you know, and so at some point I realized this, I was like, why am I doing, first of all, they were in private school. So I was actually like paying for them to be there. And of course I still wanted to give back, but at some level I was like, but I want to give back in a way that's connecting me to them. I want to find every moment I can to connect to them. Cause that was the part that I was finding, you know, if I was ever doing any of those numbing activities that you talked about, like chocolate or alcohol or whatever, it was usually cause I was overwhelmed around parenting Yeah, and I was needing to connect back into that in some way. And so I at some point made a rule for myself that if I was going to say yes to anything at school, it was because it was bringing me closer to my kids. So like in the classroom and that it was a finite thing. Like it was not, you know, something that could last all year. It was like I was going in to help with knitting, you know, for an hour. And that really helped a lot um, because I could really figure out what I could say yes to. Yes, absolutely. And I think the question, because I know what I said earlier can be a little like, esoteric. The question is, will that thing you're about to agree to do, will it leave you more filled up when you're done? And if the answer is yes, do it. And if the answer is no, just stop. Yep. So, so one of the, so another thing, so you teach a lot about time management and how to make you know, all these things possible that we might balance as I'm going to say, a, 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 you serve, you serve all women, but not only mom. So, you know, I feel like you're very in tune with what women will say yes and no to. And I'm sure a lot of the people you serve are moms. So, so I love some of the practical side of what you do. And something that really hit me 
was that I'm a planner. Obviously, that's like what I teach. But like you, maybe I teach it out of the necessity of having needed it. And one of the things that was really hard for me was that I'm a planner and I put everything in my calendar. But as a busy person, I didn't always hit all my goals. Mm-hmm. And you said something once that was like, if you put something in your calendar and you don't do it, if you're really going to take your calendar seriously, then you have to move it like to another place, you know? So if you don't hit it, that's fine. Forgive yourself quickly, move on, but move it to another day, another time slot. And that really struck, that was like the most powerful thing that I needed in that moment. (laughs) And I feel like, so I I credit with you that all the time. So tell us a little bit about that. Like, tell us a little bit about how, I guess, how the calendar can really help us to, plan for this life that we really want this more balanced life like what some of your strategies are around that and maybe even elaborate on that one that I just shared which is uber powerful to me absolutely so you know all of what we want how to get it is already within us and I what whoever's listening whatever you want as crazy as it may seem whatever it is with is within you the knowledge of how to create it Mm. and I think we're actually really good at planning it out, most of us, um, what happens though, is then we try and like fit a whole bunch of other crap in besides Mm. the stuff that's important. And almost always, this is my observation is if your life isn't fully satisfactory to you, and this is for me too, it's because some other crappy thing is taking up more space than the important stuff. So when it comes to putting stuff on your calendar, you want to see it as a commitment to yourself and a commitment to your future and only put things on there that are in alignment with what you want for yourself and your family. So if it's on there, it becomes a commitment. And if it is a commitment, you need to treat it that way. Now, there's times where we make a commitment and we just can't make that commitment work. And then we need to figure out what we need to do to honor it still. And that's why I talk about then you just need to move it. Because what that does is that programs your subconscious to trust yourself. It means that if you've put something on your calendar, you can trust that that will get done. And that allows you to sleep at night because what happens is a lot of us end up having these big to-do lists and we worry about when everything is going to get done. Um, But if you put it somewhere on your calendar and you learn to trust the calendar, you can actually release it and not have to keep thinking about it and worrying about it. Yeah, Um, that's so, so important. I want everyone to hear that. I love that because it it takes the, it takes the edge off that to-do list. (laughs) Yeah. And so then I realized though, there's a pre-step that you got to take to that, which is you need to like do a lot of decluttering with your to-do list. And I'm saying this to the audience, you know, I do it on a regular basis and I almost always have to keep doing it. I encourage everyone to do it is you do a brain dump of like, and I, for my clients, I require that they do a thousand items, brain dump that thousand items you have in your mind and start crossing some of that crap off. That really is just ridiculous. Like if your child is six months old and you're like getting them into college is on your to-do list because <laughs> believe me, there's more of you out there than there isn't. <laughs> you need to strike that off the list. Yeah. Well, and even some of the things that end up on our list that 
are like items that get us toward that subconsciously, you know, that we're constantly adding into our lives. Um, You know, same thing, like, you know, my child is going to be a professional ballerina and that will be what gets them into college, you know, so you're starting ballet lessons at two, like does that, you know, maybe it is your, maybe that really is your calling, but I think for most of us, probably isn't, right? Especially if it's getting in the way of the other stuff that we really want to be doing. Yes. And if it, if your daughter or son is meant to be in ballet lessons and it's truly part of their path, this is, this comes back to the faith of this infinite intelligence, then there won't be anything you can do to get in the way of that. Like no disorganization or money issues or planning issues will get in the way of them being in that class. And I think as mothers, it's really important for us to understand that We are the stewards of our children's lives, but they also came with tremendous numbers of guides and angels. Like God didn't think we were the it. Like, um, and so when you think you're letting your kids down, just understand they have a life that is independent of you from the moment they come into this world. And there is an infinite intelligence protecting that future for them. And as long as you allow for that, you will be doing your job. Yeah. And a lot of times that has to do with space, which is something that we just don't, we can't even fathom sometimes these days. I know that I was very much like that until I watched space actually make help my kids grow more than I could even help them with all these activities. <laughs> um, yeah. But sometimes like all we all need is, is just that space. So even adding that into your calendar is, is, is really important to pay attention to. <laughs> right. And that's a big part of the systems I, I teach are always about, you know, not doing everything at most in 90 minute time blocks. And if you have any type of attention deficit or focus issues, 45 minute time blocks and then giving yourself a half hour break. That's for you specifically and no more than three priorities a day. Yeah. That have to do with like, yeah, that have to do with anything, I guess. Right. Period. Yeah. Period. There's because once you get past three priorities, the the word priority is no longer (laughs) applicable. Right. Right. Yeah. And one of the big calendar things that I learned and thus why I'm, sort of on the path that I'm on right now and launching what I'm launching is that with food, I found that very often I would get frustrated because everyone was telling me that they just didn't have enough time for either to get make it healthier or to sit down with their family or whatever it is that they really thought they wanted, but just couldn't figure out how anyone had time for. And when we really sat down and looked at calendars, we would find out that that wasn't actually, there really actually wasn't time, you know, and there was moments when I would just be like, just make time. But when we actually sat down, there wasn't any time. So I, that, that's that point of, I think so often we don't schedule in those things that are really important to us in that moment, whatever that happens to be. It's just so happens that in my audience, it's food. Um, that very often we don't put those things in first. And then that's when all those things like email and extra stuff at school sort of start to pile up and get in the way of the things that matter most. Yes. Yes. 
And, you know, one of the things as I was teaching the 20 hour work week, um, as I've had private conversations, a lot of the, the big questions I get are, so once you get there to this promised land where you have this 20 hour work week, what do you do with that free time? And to me, one of the most important things you can do is have slow meals. Um, mm, I love that. You know, yeah. I love that. <laughs> yeah. 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 And tell us what you mean by slow meals. Um, well, I think it can mean whatever, whatever you need to do so that it feels like, well, my vision is the way that Italians eat and the way yeah. the French eat, like what I see and not like I'm over there hanging out with them all the time, but <laughs> you know, it's just a meal that involves quality ingredients that leave you feeling like your meal was an artistic experience. And it can be as simple as lettuce that's fresh and has freshly squeezed lemon juice on it, you know, yeah. and oil. It's not that you have to have be serving like some fancy fish or something. It's just, and it doesn't mean it has to be every meal, but I think a slow meal is something that feels delicious at every level, yeah. at the artistic level, at the sensory level, at the experiential level. And you sit and you like, experience having it I feel like yeah. you know you're not multitasking your email and your Facebook or whatever at the same moment that you're or in the car yeah you're, you're sitting and enjoying it I love that that's a good good tip so you my friend have all these insights about work and time and maybe we'll even get more into them although at the end what I want you to do is share with people how they can really get into all this because it's, it's so multi-leveled and so amazing. But you also went through somewhat of your own sort of health transformation in the past couple of years. Is that true? Mm, yeah. We yes. have the last six months. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So so tell us a little about that and how you fit that in. I mean, I feel like you so beautifully figured out how to make your work schedule work so you'd have the extra time. But how did you make yourself show up? What did that look like? And then how did you allow yourself to show up for that on a daily basis? So what happened, it's like twofold, uh, two, almost two years ago, um, I found out that I had a fractured spine and that's like a whole other conversation. It's long and mm -hmm. not, not worth telling right now, but, um, I ended up gaining weight slowly over the two years since that fracture happened because my lifestyle had to change a lot. I, I was not speaking on stages anymore. I couldn't for a while. And I was going through a lot of physical therapy. I, I couldn't do the exercise I used to do, which was yoga and kickboxing. Mm -hmm. um, so I gained weight. I gained close to, yeah, 21 pounds. And um, in December, I, I was having huge mood swings. And I was on the phone with a mentor and I was crying and just could not understand what these were. I was going from rage to like, like excited. It was crazy. And, um, she said, you know, I think you're perimenopausal. You should go get it checked out. So I went to a holistic practitioner cause I knew if I needed hormones, I wouldn't get the, whatever mm -hmm. the ones you get from the regular doctor. So what was ultimately established was I didn't have, I wasn't perimenopausal. I was in extreme adrenal fatigue. Yep. Um, and because my body was overproducing cortisol, it was underproducing all these other hormones. And that's why it looked like, you know, perimenopause. So, um, 
the course of action I need to take was, you know, extreme rest. And, and that didn't mean me being in bed. It just meant, you know, really taking my, my business activities down a few more notches. Um, I needed to eat six times a day. I had a very specific eating schedule. Like it had to have like healthy fats and, you know, I'm just the stuff you teach, but like yeah. <laughs> most of us don't do six times a day and, yep. um, acupuncture twice a week and a bunch of other things. And so basically how I was able to do it was, um, it was the, it was the day after Christmas. I remember so clearly and going, I, I will be healthy by the end of the first quarter. I just made that my commitment and I was willing to trust again, the divine that she would take care of what needed to get taken care of if I took care of myself. And, um, you know, it wasn't easy. There were, there were days where I was hysterically crying to, um, women who were in my masterminds, like, would my business survive this? You know, there was like, there was fear that came up. It wasn't always easy, but always I came back to the commitment I made to myself. And that's why I always talk about this. And, you know, to my kids that like, they needed someone healthy. And if my health suffered, nothing else would matter. Um, and, and, you know, within three months I had lost 21 pounds, which was the side effect. And, and probably by April, I would say my emotional state was fully stabilized. I was in full energy. I was ready to launch another course, obviously. So I was pretty much, you know, good enough, Yeah. <laughs> but it's still a journey, you know, yeah. it's still choices. Um, you know, I've been at a couple of live events. I put on one myself and where my MO used to be to go out with everyone afterwards. I don't, I go back to my room. I always make sure I travel with my protein shakes, um, to make sure that my day is starting out with full amounts of what I need, you know, um, there, yeah, I'm not sure. Did I answer your question? Yeah, totally. And so if you were thinking through your day of your top three priorities, I imagine that stuff is definitely one of them to now, right? Like, do you find yeah. that that makes that list more and more often as you're as you're doing that just because it has to? Well, the only thing on it that makes the list, because everything else has become habit, and once Got something it. becomes habit, it doesn't really need to be on your to-do list anymore. The one thing, though, that always gets priority is if I've run out of fresh vegetables, mm-hmm. then going and getting them is num- priority number one yeah. because it's key to my health. A lot of the other stuff I eat, doesn't have to be restocked so frequently. So it's a lot easier to stay on top of it. But yeah, that would be something. I love that. And, and exercise was an important part of that as well, right? Right. So my, um, physical therapist, um, was able to get me back into a position where I could go back to kickboxing. So now I do elliptical most of the time because that's okay for my fracture. And then I have a modified kickboxing routine and that's been so important. Yeah. I start every single day, but even if I wasn't doing that level of exercise, what I did learn about my system, and I think everyone's different, but mine sort of revs. Um, so it's, I, I do need to move my body for at least 20 minutes in the morning before I start my day or else it sort of goes into this revving mode, which isn't good for my particular body. I feel like that's probably true for more people. I I just feel like there's nothing bad about moving our bodies. (laughs) Like we can all move our bodies more. And, and especially as a mom, I just feel like 
the whole day can get taken away so easily, especially as a working mom, that if we do that first thing in the morning, it's just a really powerful habit. Yeah. And I would actually say, having been a a stay at home mom for a short period of time, I actually think it's easier to get to that point as a stay at home mom, because at least myself, what I ended up doing was, um, really like overdoing it on everything related to my kids where it felt like any time I made space for myself was selfish as opposed to when I had an income coming in, I could kind of justify it and say like, well, if I wasn't on for my clients, we wouldn't make money, blah, blah, blah. Yes. I totally, I totally agree. And and that for anyone who is in that position and is having this amazing experience raising their kids and listening to this, it's so that self care piece is so so important because I've seen a lot of moms hit that middle school age and just be like it's hard it's hard to find yourself again if you let it go for too long. Yeah, um, and there's definitely always a path back, but it gets harder and harder the further you sort of detach yourself from that ability to take care of yourself and exercise your body and all those things that come with that. So I love that. So yay. So this was like a ton of information. <laughs> I'm hoping everyone took it in. It's funny because I know Patty pretty well and I know her material pretty well. So I'm hoping all of that was was really clear and sparked some inspiration for everyone listening. But just in case anyone wants more, which I highly recommend, Patty, will you explain the best way to get a hold of you um, and find more about what you have to offer around all this time management stuff? Sure. So there's, um, you can get my basic time management system. Um, I think we might have it up still at no cost at pattylennon.com forward slash time. Um, if that's not the case and you listen to this podcast, um, on my website, pattylennon.com on the contact form, just shoot us an email that you're listening to this podcast. And I promised you the time management system for free and we will get it for you. Oh, I love that. Um, and it's it's so powerful. All the tips you give are always so simple and so easy to implement if you listen and give the time. So I hope everyone checks that out. Thank you. And then on um, my Facebook page, I just started doing Facebook Lives a couple of weeks ago. Ooh, so fun. I do encourage you to listen. They're, they're mostly focused on overcoming blocks and fears that keep you in place and moving into action and in whatever is important to you, whether it's time management or something else. And um, so go like my Facebook page and you'll get notified when I go live or at least when the recordings are out there. And it's um, if you go to it's facebook.com forward slash Patty A. Lennon. That would be where you'd find me. All right, cool. And we will have all of that linked up in the post that goes along with this podcast. So you can link that there by going to plansimplemeals.com as well and looking for Patty. So, Patty, there is one question that I ask everyone at the end. So now you get to have it. I mean, it's funny because you already alluded to one of the answers that a lot of people give. But tell us about a meal that had a big impact on you whether it has to do with the food, the company, or some aha that you had while at the table? Well, knowing what your podcasts are, I knew the question was coming. So (laughs) I've actually been deciding whether I could tell this story or not, and I've decided I can. (laughs) Oh, good. (laughs) um, It's a tearjerker, though, potentially. 
Okay. So five years ago, my mother passed away. I had been her primary caretaker and we were very close. And um, my entire family is close, uh, you know, as, as a unit. And um, her loss was big. Like she was the matriarch of our, fam- or our extended family. So anyway, um, she passed away and I did not realize it until a meal I had with my family two months later, but I had stopped believing I could be happy. Hmm. And I couldn't have articulated that to you until this meal. So we were at a restaurant that we go to that's on the water and it's, you know, picnic tables and basic fare. Um, And as we were leaving the, the, the restaurant, a feeling washed over me and it confused me and I couldn't quite put my finger on what it was. And what I realized was that I was happy. And it was the first time I had experienced that since my mother had died. And what I figured out had happened was that every time we had eaten together up until that day, it had been us without my mom Hmm. and something happened in that meal where it stopped being that and it became us as a new unit without my mom it became a new normal that was a good normal Hmm. and there was nothing in particular in the food or um Maybe it was the setting, but um, it was us around a table just talking. And somehow over the course of that meal, we figured out how to be a family without her. So there it is. I love that. Thank you for thank you for going there and sharing that and being willing to share that. I love that. Um, and there is no question that family meals are so powerful for us, for our kids. I think sometimes we think we're doing it for our kids, but sometimes I selfishly know they're for me. <laughs> yeah. So I love that. Thank you. Well, thank you for letting me share it. Oh. Um, so I hope everyone just adored this episode. There will be some pretty detailed show notes that might even go deeper into some of the stuff that I've learned from Patty over over the years and thank you so much Patty for being here and for sharing all this and I hope people find you and that you you add so much clarity to our calendar so I'm excited with with along with so much more um, because you have you add I don't know well everyone just heard you so they can they'll know (laughs) so thank you all right you guys I hope you loved that episode Patty is such a wealth of information, and as you might know, at the end of every episode, I go into three doable changes that I take out of the episode that I think might be useful to you, but let me unpack this idea of a doable change. So basically, I don't want you guys just to hear all these episodes and then go off and return to life as normal. I want you to take from the episodes some actual action and really live a better, happier life because you've taken that action. And I find that a lot of times what happens is we decide that we want to change something and we think of a hundred different ways we have to change it right now. At least this is how I was. 
So then I would go out and I would try to make these big changes and sometimes I would be successful for a day or a week or even a couple of weeks. But as a busy mom, what would happen is somebody would get sick, my spouse would get home late, I would get sick, I would get busy with work and something would give and all those things I was working on, I wouldn't be able to do them one day. And because it was too much to take on to begin with, I had nothing to get back to. I had nothing to return to when I could get back to it because it was too much. I hadn't made any habits. So what I found is if I work on one thing at a time, and I usually take on one thing a week, that at the end of a year, I have 50 new amazing habits or things that I can do that make my life better and happier and healthier. And this is the way to go, especially when you add that up over the course of the years. And all these things may not happen every day, but if I need them to happen, I can make them happen because I've really played with them and figured out how they can work into my life. So if you want my list of 101 doable changes, you can go to plansimplemeals.com slash 101 and grab that at any time. But I also want to make sure that you get three from every episode I ever produce. So today, Patty shared three great things that we could all do to have more organized, more balanced lives. And the cool thing about all of these for me is that they're really built in to the flow planner. So that makes me really happy because that means that I'll be supporting other women do these things, which have been so important to me. So number one is preserve your own agenda. So when you feel the need to respond to every email, text, Facebook message, Facebook request, you're letting other people's agenda rule your day. I hope I'm not the only one who this happens to. So choose two times during the day to check and respond to email. And if finding an answer or completing a task gets in the way of your agenda, say no or assign it to a later time. So this is really about getting done the things that you want to get done. And I love this. And this has been a really important life lesson for me in the past couple of years. So this is a great one to play with. Really preserve your own agenda. And email is actually a great place to start with this, an easy place to start with this. It's not easy, but a simple place to start with it. Let's leave it at that. So number two is declutter your to-do list. So we talk a lot about doing a brain dump to get things out of your head and onto paper so we can stop worrying about it. We talk a lot about that at Plan Simple Meals. So now take it a step further and do the brain dump. Then literally start to cross things off the list that don't have to happen now or maybe don't have to happen ever. Imagine that. And then also cross things off or circle them or star them or do something different that are that are on somebody else's agenda but don't necessarily serve you. So there's a lot of things especially as moms and wives or you know husbands and dads that we hold on to that are totally out of our control. We can't make other people's lives happy. You know, we can't make X happen if it's 
about somebody else doing something, but very often those things occupy our head and we almost put them on our to-do list. So make sure that you, you know, notice those, learn from them and cross them off your to-do list. So the first is preserve your own agenda, figure out some boundaries so that you really can do what you want to do and need to do in a day. The second is to declutter your to-do list. And the third is choose three priorities for the day. And this is actually the, the sort of central theme in the flow planner that really we can't do more than three things. And very often, even when we do choose th three things, we have to get really good at getting better at what those three things can be. Because I think one of the reasons that as busy women, we feel so overwhelmed as we think we can take on a lot more than we actually have time for in a day. So while you may feel like you can't narrow it down to three, I just challenge you to do it for a week and see what happens. And you may need to do that first thing first, declutter your to-do list so that you're really paring down what you're choosing from. But I think what you'll find is that any more than three things, you can't really call them priorities anymore, right? And um, Anna actually talked about this on her podcast a couple of po podcasts ago too. So go back and listen to that one because that one also, she she spoke really well on this. So what three things need to happen today? I want you to, this the doable change for the week would just be to every morning, what are the three things that need to happen today? Schedule those. And then schedule a break for yourself. Give yourself some time off. Imagine what that would look like not to have to move on to the next thing and see how that starts to change your life. Love these doable changes by Patty. Hope they serve you. And I will see you guys tomorrow because this is all part of this seven-day extravaganza of the Plan Simple Meals podcast. Bye for now. Thanks so much for tuning in to the Plan Simple Meals podcast. If you like what you heard, the biggest compliment you can give us is to share Plan Simple Meals with a friend and subscribe, rate, and review our podcast at iTunes. I absolutely love sharing simple solutions to help busy families eat clean and live well. Visit HealthyMomsMeetup.com and come join in on the fun. In our free group, you can chat with me and other health-seeking moms, get new recipes and tips, and never be at a loss in the kitchen again. Come join the fun at healthymomsmeetup.com. I cannot wait to meet you there.